G'day. Competitive advantage you. It's a topic I think it's really important because it takes self-leadership. It takes all the work of the ego, it all the work of the universal laws. It takes all the work of manifestation and it builds in a compartment called relationships both at work and at home. I'd like to take you through this overview. It's a very, very, very long video. So I suggest that you compartmentalize the watching of it into the four segments. Let's just go through those four again. So the four segments are self, communication, family, and manifestation. Let's go through it together. Self-mastery, self. What I'd like to say here is that everything begins with a sort of a ground zero. And ground zero is when you say to yourself, I want to look after myself and that is not selfish. I want to bring the best of me out. And that really is about controlling the, the inner self, the inner dialogue that takes place. So there are seven steps to this and I'll go through them here briefly and then I'll go through them all in more detail as we go through. The first step, step one, understand the magnificence. I think if we, we are in a bubble and we're looking from the bubble out, it's really hard. So if we're in a business, if we're in a family, if we're in a community, if we're in the world, if we're in the environment, it's really hard to do anything else but let our ego run wild and try to take control of that circumstance from an egocentric point of view. In other words, mental or emotional. I think it's really impossible to do anything else. Einstein said the same thing. So in understanding the magnificence, we've got to step away from all this just for a minute and have a look at it. We'll go through that in a minute. The se second step of self-mastery is evolve daily. So what does it mean to evolve daily? Well, when we start comparing ourselves to others, it becomes a very huge problem because relative to somebody else, we might be doing great. Relative to an old version of ourselves, we might not be doing great. So the comparative is a big, big issue when it comes to self-mastery. We need to understand that the ego grows in it expands and gets a bigger vision and a bigger understanding of what it can have and what it needs and therefore wants but the soul and the heart doesn't and this is a really really important uh, recognition and, uh, and, and it keeps us humble if we get this really right the third step in self is to understand the abundance that nothing can be missing it just changes in form i need nothing i want nothing i have everything the heart and soul of self. Now, remembering here, we're going to work on abundance at, as we go through this uh, video. And abundance is when we tap into this beautiful thing called the human ego. And, and we work on that in the, in the manifestation section. Appreciating the balance. If we perceive something out of balance, we perceive it egocentrically. The ego wants to f defend us in some way or another. It wants to protect, it wants to be right, it wants to have pleasure, it needs to be right, it wants to have pleasure. And so when it sees something out of balance, painful or wrong, 
it gets into it it gets into full speed it puts its foot on the accelerator and it starts driving now once your ego is taken over that's a really sad story because if you have a, a bunch of horses a cart and a driver the horses are the ego and when the ego gets licensed to print it basically is saying let the horses run where they want to go the cart which is your material life and the the driver which is you and your heart and soul will just follow that and that's not always wise um, follow your star means you do have a purpose the three wise men is a good metaphor for that follow your star and try to think above the bubble that you're in in terms of where you're going and what you're doing be the cause blame doesn't work victim doesn't work and finally and by the way in being the cause that's where empowerment and self uh, respect comes from and finally be truly happy and we'll talk about that when we get to it let's go through a few of them every time you judge criticize or complain about something you lose grip on the magnificence of the universe and when you lose grip on the magnificence of the universe and life you become a victim of it and so you feel at the effect of other people other influences and you feel small if you want to feel truly expanded you want to truly live and lead and run and live and give from your heart and from your soul you can't be caught inside the bubble and so understanding the magnificence gets you beyond complaining now these gifts are really powerful when you criticize complain moan feel disappointed are frustrated angry means you're lost and it, they're fantastic signals if you treat them as such which is basically saying time out step back uh, when my marriage first broke my first marriage uh, I've been married a few times my first marriage first broke up I was suicidal I was desperate my kids sailed away with their mother on a yacht and I I was finished uh, I, I uh, all the money I gave it away I, I, I got rid of my business I, I was I was lying on the beach at Manly just praying that it would all be over <laughs> five years later in my next relationship I was so bloody glad that that marriage had finished I, I was drinking champagne and when you're in something that's going wrong you think it's the end of the earth when you're outside of something you look back on it you think it was the it, it really was staying there would have been the end of the earth and so we have to be really careful that the ego which is driving emotion and lopsided thinking blinded blindness isn't in control of the circumstances of our life because it is just stupid find the magnificent look for red flags when you see a red flag put your hand up and say something's wrong I've lost context the next one is evolve envy is ignorance imitation is suicide your VIP score uh, expands the bubble and the, it therefore expands the size of your ego so each time you achieve a, an 8 or a 7 out of 10 in any of the areas of life what it does it basically says to the sphere in which you're considering yourself expand my this year's seven was last year's nine 
and this year's seven will be next year's five. So the, the ball gets bigger and what we think is a seven out of 10 this year will certainly not be the same. The same with being, if you get an income of $300,000 a year and next year you get an income of $300,000 a year. This year it might be great, next year you'll be very disappointed you didn't get a pay rise because when we achieve something, it creates possibility. And that's the ego and that's its beauty. When you fall in love with someone, you don't just fall in love and stay there. What you do is you fall in love with someone and then you see the possibility that the next step with that person can take. So it expands you. And that's why continually doing your love list is really important. So uh, I think the way to make sure that you, you also evolve at the level of your ego, your ego expands, you, you stay with it. You make sure that you stay on purpose, which means the first step, see the magnificence each time you grow. But you need to also have a spiritual practice. Your spiritual practice will say, I need nothing, I want nothing, and therefore I have everything. And that means you're always 10 out of 10 internally. Let's keep going through this. Abundance. Whatever you react to, whether it's a mosquito bite, uh, the price of real estate, or whether it's your bowels, or whether it's your neighbor, or whether it's the weather, whatever you react to is running you. That's understandable, isn't it? Because if something traumatizes you, if something pushes your button, you're in reaction to it, therefore it becomes your leader. So reacting to something is not necessarily the greatest self-leadership, is it? Because it's giving power. And then sometimes we react to an ex-partner or we react to a, a competitor or we react to uh, the weather or the whatever, uh, the, the cost of the phone bill. That thing then becomes your leader. And this is really bad self-leadership because it means the ego gets a grip on life and the horses start running in a direction that isn't necessarily in your long-term or short-term, very often, best interest. Balance is the, the fourth one. Now, if I was to say one thing I would love to leave on this planet when I left it, it would be an understanding for all human beings on the planet to understand a concept of balance, but it's far too complicated to teach. Let me go through it quickly. Firstly, we can delude ourselves by saying, I understand there's balance. So you go, yep, there's balance. Then we have what's called free will. Free will is the ego's ability to translate or perceive things. Now it perceives things, the ego cannot perceive things in balance. It has no idea. So what it can see is left side and then the right side, left side and then the right side. What it does with that is develop a one-sided view. So there's no way on earth that you can see balance as balance unless you sit back and I think very often right. So I know we can conceptualize balance. I know on the simple things of life we see balance. But let's just go through this for a minute. If I say I'm happy, I must be sad as well. Well, that's really hard to fathom. If I say I like you, I must dislike you as well. Well, my ego, my brain can't get its head around that. If something good happens to me, something bad is happening to me at the same time. 
I cannot get my head around that. If I do good for someone and they're absolutely happy, if I do good for someone and they're absolutely happy, somewhere in the world, someone is unhappy. If someone does good for me, somewhere in the world, someone's doing bad for me. The, 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 the adventure to comprehend this idea of balance is so confronting, so confronts all our memes, all our teachings, all our morals and ethics, all our codes of behavior. I honestly think this is a, such a deep exploration of being a human being. In nature, we can see that there's balance. There's life and death. A leaf is green, a leaf is brown. We can see animals coming and going. We see the whales jumping off Bondi and we see the sharks taking their fair share of kill from those. We can see in nature, we can see it happen. But when it comes to emotion and thought and human beings, we are very protective of ourselves and we're very protective of others. And so we don't want to see balance. We want to see good. We want to see half. That's why religions function because they teach half. I built a business. Uh, it was the company's called Lure, L-U-H-R, Lure Filter Australia. And we were, we built probably Australia's best air pollution control business, supplying heavy machinery to large industry throughout the country. We did projects into Asia, we really, really, really did make a difference. As the business got bigger and my engineering degree reached its summit, my ability to run the business became its limited limitation. My ability to see expansiveness, my ability to see the global environment and how it impacted Australian industry became my difficult difficulty. I flew to Germany to try to get where the, the original license for the equipment um, resided and try to keep myself global, but I couldn't grow as fast as the world was changing. And in the end, I became the stumbling block for the business that I built and I had to sell it off. The next one is be your own star. The next is to understand that the three wise men had a star they followed to get to the manger. The metaphor is profound. One of those stars in the universe is yours. One of those is the one that you can follow. And that star is basically your life purpose. Now, it's not a metaphysical astrological being although in some ways it is what it is is your single highest value put into reverse so your purpose really can tame your ego it's the driver of the cart with the horses on the front where the horses are your ego your ego can drive you can make you the greatest success on the planet or it can make you an alcoholic or it can make you a domestic violence person, or it can screw up your career, or it can make a mess of a game of sport, or it can be the winner, it can be the success, it can lead you there if it is directed towards your purpose because 
We sabotage anything we can't link to our purpose. Oh my goodness, could I save a few lives if I could communicate that across the planet? We sabotage anything we can't link to our purpose. If your relationship is not working, if your health is going to shit, if you're drinking too much, if your business isn't growing fast enough, reason can't link it to purpose. Link it or sink it is the metaphor. Next one, be the cause. I have never seen more pain, more suffering and more protracted growth. In other words, I've never seen people hurt themselves so much than when they blame others for the happiness of their life. When they give that power to another human being and say, I'm unhappy because my spouse doesn't do something. I'm unhappy because my uh, boss at work doesn't do something. This is rubbish. This is absolute self disempowerment, being a victim, blaming somebody. We are powerful. We are superhuman powerful. And our thoughts that go on inside us cause the world that goes on outside of us. Nobody treats us better than we treat ourselves and nobody treats us worse. And this is a, such an important contradiction for most people because they love to blame. And then we have therapies and we have YouTube videos and we have books about why the world is going to shit and why we shouldn't do this and why. And it's all blame. The true power of you recognizing that everything that's going on in front of you has been caused by a thinking process or a demanifest station process or a manifestation process that you have consciously or unconsciously put in place. When you get to the manifestation part of this video, you'll see everything we're talking about here much more clearly. Next one. I don't know how to put this in 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 simple language so please forgive me for my clumsiness happiness is a really weird word it has been it's so complicated there's short-term gratification there's medium-term happiness and there's sustained happiness and sustained happiness is not short-term happiness so sometimes being unhappy is actually the path that we take for long-term happiness with some short-term sacrifice the pain of regret, long term, always outweighs the pain of discipline, short term. So a pain avoidance, which is really understandable, none of us want it. Um, unhappiness avoidance, which none of us want, we don't want unhappiness, leads us sometimes to act in ways that are very, very short term and therefore blinded by the light. Now. If we give license to the ego, we are basically saying, make me happy. Make me happy. But the ego's form of happiness is a dualis, dualistic happiness. There is sadness connected to the happiness. So we might drink too much. We're happy while we're drinking. We're sad the next morning. We might eat too much. We might and wake up the next day feeling fat like a horse. We might not do our homework tonight and wake up tomorrow and go, damn, I wish I'd done that. We might do, not do our push-ups or our weight training or go for a run or have a swim. We might do something because short-term, it's much easier not to, but long-term, we have regret we didn't do it. It's really important and it's so complicated to discuss happiness on a video, but 
it is really the undoing of most people and the cause of their stumbling block when they hit a ceiling and they can't get above it they're still hunting for short-term feelings of happiness while they're looking for long-term achievement and sometimes we have to not sacrifice but sometimes we have to focus on the long term not necessarily to give ego license to go chasing short-term apples off the tree low-hanging fruit it's called